Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Riding the Wave. I'm Mark Healy, managing editor of the Wave newspaper in Rockaway, Rockaway's newspaper since 1893. Uh, we are in the process of uploading a uh, interview uh, that I did this morning with Mike Scala. He stopped by to um, talk with us about, um, you know, talk to us about his decision uh, to run for the uh, city council and uh we um we had a great you know we had a great um a great conversation uh with him about it so we really want to get to it and um i'm having uh, a little trouble <laughs> having a little trouble uploading it right now so i don't understand why that is the case but um let's see if we can uh, get it uploaded here for you so that you can listen to the interview obviously uh mike uh, is well known to um the folks that you know to the folks that have you know been listening to uh listening to the wave uh podcast have been reading the wave you know he's a strong advocate for transportation and what we're going to do is uh we're going to take a quick break and we are going to uh get this uploaded for you i apologize for the um for the delay don't understand why uh it's not uploading because it gave us a we're uploaded signal so uh we're going to take a quick break and we're going to uh come back as soon as we can for uh, for this uh, interview. Crisis averted. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, here is now, without further ado, our interview this morning with Mike Scala. Okay, we're speaking with uh, Mike Scala. He is the um, the presumptive, I guess, uh, Democratic candidate for City Council, and uh, he joins us here on Riding the Wave. Uh, welcome, Mike. How are you? Thanks, Mark. Good morning. Hope you had a good Mother's Day with your family. I did. I did. Same thing to you Thank as well. You. Um, let me ask you a question. Now, I know that you've been involved, certainly with the Queens Public Transit, Transit Committee. I know you've been involved in the community. Uh, what brought on this? Uh, and I know you've run for office before. I believe you ran for Congress. Yes, in 2012. And actually, we were victorious in the primary in the communities within the 32nd Council District. Okay. So, obviously, this is the first time you know, not the first time you've done this, so you have a little bit of experience uh, in this arena. So why this decision to run for city council? Well, as you alluded to, serving the community is something that I've long wanted to do. We actually took the councilman at his word when he suggested he was only going to run for the two terms. Uh, He is long on record as stating he supports two terms. That is the law in New York City. What he's trying to do now is take advantage of a loophole that would allow him to run for a third term, uh, because he was elected prior to 2010. So until he made that decision to seek re-election, we were kind of 
building up support for this potential run this year. What made me realize I had to jump in now, though, was the fact that he made some recent statements that uh, we find irresponsible. In particular, he said that the Queens Rail, which is something we fought for for so long and made a lot of progress on recently, would not happen in our lifetimes. And he also said select bus service, which every community along the proposed route rejected, was an inevitability. Now, that strikes me as curious, given that there's federal funding that looks like it's frozen. The DOT is trying to get that together still. I don't know why he would, he would say it's an inevitability, but nonetheless, we expect our leaders to be unrelenting in their advocacy for our community. You speak about consistency uh, and, and message, uh, but also uh, in practice. And uh, I know I've spoken to several members of the Queens um, uh, Transportation uh, Committee, uh, Public Transportation Committee, uh, and, and they echo your feelings. So would it be safe to say that given you know given that uh given those conversations that you think that the qptc will be will support your candidacy yes so they've actually already individually many of them uh have been supportive we actually have over 150 contributors even prior to announcing the campaign mostly small dollar contributions showing ground level community support would you say look transportation is a huge issue and what what always reminds me what always what always, I'm always, I always find curious about some of these other candidates, whether they're running, whether they're not running, um, whether they're in office, whether it's at the state level, whether it's at the city level, whether it's at the community level. Mm-hmm. All seem to talk about transportation and, all, and, and seem to talk about the rhetoric is there, but are they fighting? Do you feel that there are elected officials that represent Rockaway that are actually fighting for the transportation needs of this community? No, I think some are. Some aren't as strongly as they should. Of course, it's a big issue down here because we're so isolated geographically, politically, in more ways than one. But why does it take 90-plus minutes to to get to work? That's, you know, ridiculous. So you need to fight for it here. And, of course, being the first vice president of the Queens Public Transit Committee, I understand how important that fight is, and I intend to make it my top priority. I've heard discussions that uh, the um, Queens Democratic Committee, uh, the county, you know, Queens County Democrats, um, aren't going to be, be supporting a Democratic candidate, or at least that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard through the grapevine. Um, have you met with them yet? Have you discussed uh, your candidacy with them yet? And um, you know, is it something you're going to pursue? We are in the process of having discussions with everybody involved, but at the end of the day, really, it's about voters and the community. That's what's so great about a city council campaign is that you can be competitive with just kind of a grassroots level of support because you do have that matching funds program. Uh, Also, I would say that you probably, uh, you worked for, or I don't know if you're still working for Senator Sanders, New York State Senator Sanders, uh, the Queens County didn't back him, didn't right. endorse him. They right. endorsed Adrian Adams, uh, and you know, obviously, he was successful. He was very sure. successful. Sure. Uh, I think shocked a lot of people uh, that Sanders uh, did win by such a large margin, considering um, you know the quality of our candidacy and also the fact that she was backed by the Democrats. Right. Because on that state, on that state race, Sanders was successful. Uh, when it when it came to the assembly race with 
uh, Stacey Pfeffer Amato, her, the backing by the Democrats seemed to help her immeasurably. So um, let's say, just for argument's sake, that they, cho- they choose not to support your candidacy. Uh, I know that uh, there's another gentleman, Dan Guarino, who's also seeking, uh, you know, seeking a Democratic backing uh, for city council. Um, let's say they don't support your candidacy. Uh, do, you, do you think that that's going to adversely affect your, your ability to run against uh, the councilman? I don't think so. I think the great thing about this area is that we are very independent-minded, right? You can't get elected without machine support. Um, so, no, we're going forward no matter what. And really, at the end of the day, it's the voters who count, not any party or any institution. Do you feel that so many candidates ignore Rockaway? Obviously, you can't. Right. You know, that would really hurt you uh, from the get-go. So I know that you're not going to. Um, so what what is your strategy going to be going forward as far as trying to get support you know, on the west end of Rockaway and in places like Howard Beach where, you know, Councilman Ulrich is, let's, let's be honest, I mean, he has a lot of support there. Sure. So you have a, I think you have a tough race ahead of you. Sure, but you still do have a three-to-one Democratic advantage. And I don't even want to focus too much on the party politics here because we're not running a left-right campaign. We're really running an up-down campaign. We're focusing on local issues that are important to this area. Many people think of me as a Rockaway guy because I'm very active in Rockaway, but I actually live in Howard Beach. And so that's going to be a big part of my base as well. But, you know, we're just going to have a, a discussion, a robust discussion, I hope, about the issues. And the, at the end of the day, the voters will decide who they think is the best candidate. When we talk about one of the things that always drive me crazy, and, and I'm going to write an editorial. I just read a story about the ferry, how it's a uh, – I know, I know you support the ferry. I know the QPTC mm-hmm. supports the ferry. The Wave has supported the ferry from day one and has helped, you know, helped – advocate for the ferry um i just wrote up i just read a piece in slate which i'm going to base my editorial on this week and basically what this gentleman is saying is that the ferry is a fun but ineffective way to um you know to to help the transportation uh desert uh, and he specifically mentions rockaway right. so this is why i will take him to test because he obviously has never tried to take the subway from you know, from from exactly. Beach 116 to Manhattan or any of these stops along the line. Um, just how I mean, just based on your experience, just based on the things that you've heard from people. I mean, just how bad is the commute, and how how does the ferry help? I mean, just to be specific, from someone who actually knows what it's like. Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of answered it yourself. I saw that. And that gentleman obviously is not familiar with this area. I would invite him to come down here and experience it for himself. I mean, even from Howard Beach to take the A train to the city takes a long time, and there are so many complications and just transferring, and you know, sometimes you can't even get a seat coming home. And the ferry is not a fun, novel thing. It's extremely convenient and needed. We need to expand transportation options. The ferry is one piece of that. There's also the Queens Rail. There are also other pieces that we need to be focusing on. One of the one of the issues that I always had with the city, uh, specifically uh, Mayor De Blasio, about the ferry uh, was that when he took it away in October 31st, or he discontinued right. the ferry service. You know, I always get yelled at when I say he took it away, but he didn't take it away. Um, his his point was that the subway is back. 
What do you say to that? The subway is back. Well, look, it's true that the ferry was originally intended to be a temporary measure after Hurricane Sandy, but many people came to rely on it, and I think it was proven that this is not something that's just needed on a short-term basis. This is part of what we need, the transportation infrastructure we need in Rockaway. So we can't rely on just the subway. We need more options, not fewer. The whole, um, you know, some of the some of the complaints we've heard recently, because a couple of people wrote letters that people disagreed with, um, saying that the ferry was a yacht, and you know, I keep focusing on the ferry because I I do think that um, originally I don't think it was set up to succeed, um, and I do think that there are issues with it the way it is now, but it's still light years ahead of. Uh, whether it's the operator, whether it's their vision, whether it's their ability to kind of deal with any kind of negative publicity or, or questions that you might have or screw-ups that they've had. So far, I think one of the reasons they had the May 1st start date was to get out some of the hiccups before the, um, you know, before the Memorial Day weekend to really get the season going right. correctly. I mean, have you, have you – I know QPTC has done some different things – uh, with the ferry operators, have you spoken to them directly? Uh, and, and do you feel that there's an open channel where you can bring constituents' concerns yes. to to Yes, absolutely. absolutely. This is something that we've been working on since the ferry was discontinued. I remember the um, ferry, ferry dead headline uh, in the way back in 2014, which I just still have the copy of that paper. In fact, then in that article, I even said we, we are committed to fighting for this until we get it back, and we finally did. But it's a work in progress still, and I think it's a good decision to start prior to the summer months. Uh, we actually, uh, I, I, as part of the Rockaway Ferry Committee, which was a subcommittee of the Queens Public Transit Committee, we, and I, I want to uh, thank Laura Deckman for all, all her hard work as well, we advocated for what we call a pilot program, which actually started as early as last summer. They opted to wait until May, which is still before the summer, so I still applaud them for that part of it. Uh, but there's a lot of work that we done to try to get the best service possible, namely the 5.30 start time. I remember we had a meeting with the EDC uh, last year. I was up in Albany. I came down just for that meeting to ask that question specifically, can we get a 5.30 start time? You know, and then I went right back up to Albany that same night because it was that important to be there and, and to push for that. So, uh, you know, this is a work in progress, but we have been constantly working those channels of communication and advocating on behalf of the people. Let's switch gears to uh, the select bus service. Mm -hmm. Uh, something that, um, you know, East and West have been clashing over this uh, as far as the peninsula is concerned about um, the effectiveness, the uh, the logic. Uh, I know where the QPTC stands. Right. Um, and, and, and frankly, I do get both sides of the argument. I do. I understand where the city is coming from, shockingly. Uh, I do understand the willingness to get more people to use public transportation. I get the idea that you want to, you know, um, that you want to get people out of their cars and, to, you know, to. But but let's be honest. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that for the West End, SBS makes absolutely no sense. I mean, it just doesn't. It's just going to make the commute longer and harder, which might be good for the folks that would rather take the ferry, but. The ferry doesn't go that way. So until the, the, the whole citywide ferry, until NYC Ferry is up and running the way it's supposed to run with all these different stops, um, I just don't see how SBS makes any sense for Rockaway. It doesn't. It 
does. And I should tell you something, what a group called the Queens Public Transit Committee is against a public transit addition that they're proposing, right? We favor more public transit. Obviously, this is what we want, but it has to be done in a smart way, in a way that makes sense. There's a reason why community boards 14, 10, and 9 all rejected the select bus service plan. It's not that SBS is categorically bad. It's that it just doesn't work the way that they're proposing it here. You're sacrificing roadway. And by the way, one of the most congested north-south roadways in the area, um, in a place where people have to drive, let's face it. Yes, we want to give them more options so they don't have to all the time, but you're not going to force everyone out of their car and onto the bus in South Queens. I mean, maybe if you had the Queens Rail, if you had other things in place, more people would do that. But right now, we can't take away lanes of traffic uh, in order to facilitate that. It's causing more congestion and making things worse. One of the, you know, you, you, you talked about it before, about how you're going to run this race and that it's an up-down race. Uh, one, one of the most popular, if not the most popular, uh, elected official in recent memory in Rockaway was Phil Goldfeder. Uh, and he ran almost every, um, almost every initiative that he had. I think for the most part, you'd have to struggle to find anybody that even knew he was a Democrat or a Republican and, and because his policies were all people-based mm -hmm. and issue-based. Um, would you say that you are aiming for more of that rather than this is my base of whatever and I'm going to pander to them or, or just speak to them? I mean, is, are you going to run more of a race where, as you said, up and down, yes. where, the, where you're issue-oriented? Yeah, absolutely. Look, my base is the people of the 32nd Council District. It's not about whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. Whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, you have to get to work. You have to get to school. We need to focus on the issues that we all can get behind and know are important to us. And this is, I think people are, are sick of partisan politics. Not everything should be a partisan battle. We have very real issues on the ground that we're dealing with and we have to come together to solve. I, I, my, the biggest complaint I have about when city agencies come or the city comes to Rockaway, uh, they're always coming with this cookie-cutter approach that has, like, it's almost as if anyone who is on one of these boards or on one of these committees or on one of these fact-gathering um, subcommittees, it seems to me that a lot of it is done without – and even if they get input, even if they have input I'm, – I'm doing Svengalese. I'm thinking about what I, what I said when I wanted to say it. The fact of the matter is it just seems that even though they have a, there are a ton of people that they can get input from, on any of these issues, whether it's SBS, whether it's the boardwalk, whether it's whatever, it just seems that it's always, it, they're never getting input from people who live here, who work here, who understand the issues better than they do. Right. Um, how would you kind of solve that problem? That's actually one of my main proposals. When I was in the Senate, I worked on a piece of legislation at the state level that would address this, but it's even more important to do it locally, I think, where you hold the city accountable to local communities. So that means maybe giving the community boards a little more authority. Yes, they're advisory in nature, and they have to be, but that doesn't mean you disrespect them. You take their input under consideration. Uh, if they're coming in and they want to establish a homeless shelter, let's say, in the district, well, talk to local elected officials, talk to the community board, and put it out in public. Let's have public hearings before you just dump on us, as they say in Rockway all the time. Uh, I think that's why people feel so disrespected because they're not included in that conversation. Let's require that the people have a say in this. 
maybe the city's not always going to listen to the people. I understand tough decisions have to be made, but at least talk to us. I, and I also think that you have to have, in addition to the community board uh, and their leadership, um, the, peop- the, the, the representatives have to be in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, unless he's taken a bow, de Blasio's never here. Um, you know, he was here for the for the ferry, but you know, I mean, he didn't take you know he didn't take any questions. He didn't answer any of the other you know, you know, he was there to take a bow for something that I and 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 we gave him credit because I have to be honest, I never thought it was going to happen. Not that I didn't think that um, people's efforts were being wasted. I just felt that the city was giving us a line that, oh, we have a holistic, that's their answer to everything. We have a holistic approach to the ferry plan. Um, and I also, be honest, I, I don't think if, if there had been an East End solution with the shuttle bus and efforts by Donovan Richards, I really don't think we would have gotten a ferry. I really don't. Because I don't think that, that, it, I don't think that this city, this administration, cares at all about the West End of Rockaway. You know, I don't think they do. Because they know that, I mean, I've heard, I've heard, it, I've heard it, you know, High-ranking members of the administration have told me Queens is not de Blasio's comfort zone, so he doesn't really like to deal with it. So, and the fact that he's been here once, the two events he's been here in the last two years, taking a bow for the ferry and the St. Patrick's Day Parade, and he didn't take questions at either one. So, you know, I mean, I think people want to know that their elected officials are connected, not just by a district. Mm-hmm but connected, you know, that they could come up to you. I mean, I, you see, I've seen you a lot of stuff, so yeah. I know that they know you. Yeah. Um, but that you, you understand that that's something that people want to see from their elected right. officials. And I think they also want their elected officials to be connected to their needs, which brings me back to my earlier point about the Queens Rail select bus service. I mean, select bus service, very unpopular in our area. Queens Rail, very popular. It's what the people want. So we need our elected officials to fight for these things on our behalf and not give up. Even when the city or anyone gives us a hard time about it, we have to say, look, the war is just beginning, if that's what it's going to be. We're not giving up because we're fighting for the people, the people who elected us, not the people who are in charge of running the show at the city level, the state level, or any other level, but the constituents. Is there anything else that you want to let people know about as you begin this campaign that you're going to announce later today? Well, I just want to thank you, Mark, uh, for doing this. We have great relationship. You know, the wave and I thought the way back and I'm really proud of all the work that you do here in the community. I wanted to give you the opportunity to have the first scoop. But, you know, we're looking forward to hitting the campaign trail and having a conversation on the issues and we hope that it will be an issue-based campaign. In the coming weeks, the wave is going to um, be putting together a transportation forum. Right. Uh, not just for elected officials, but for anyone, uh, our own Larry Penner, mm-hmm. uh, our columnist, who is a you know 30-year veteran of the NPA and, and understands all the ins and outs, he's going to help me organize it. Uh, but it is something that we're going to do. Uh, so we hope uh, that you can uh, make some time to be there. Excellent. I'll plan on that. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Okay, that was Mike Scala who uh, announced. Uh, I think it's official now. I'm not sure if he put the press release out yet, but uh, he is running for city council and uh, someone who is certainly. Uh, known very well to the readers of the wave as being someone who is very committed to fixing Rockaway's crumbling infrastructure and crumbling 
you know, transportation issues, uh, someone who's been on the forefront. So we look forward to his campaign. We look forward to uh, how he goes about his business. And certainly I look forward to talking with Mike uh, up until Election Day. This has been Riding the Wave. Thanks for a special listening to a special Monday edition. And look for The Wave on your local newsstand and online at rockawave.com. Have a great day, everybody. Look forward to speaking with you and uh, certainly come by and check out. You know, if you've missed it, the wave has moved downstairs for the first time, moved back downstairs into our old slash new home. Uh, Our first floor offices are open. Stop by and say hi and have a great day. This is Riding the Wave with Mark Healy.